chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. I want to trust God. I will stay here then I will speak to us and trust God to bless us. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. I am not preaching today but rather I'm going to urge all of us that is an appeal. And the same appeal was made by the prophet Isaiah uh, Hagar many years ago. And I'm going to use some of the texts within the fabric of the prophetic words spoken by Haggai. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 2, the Bible said, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Amen. I want you to look at the face of your neighbor and say, Now God is, now is our time. Tell your neighbor, now is our time. I want to minister on the subject of entitled, Now is our time. I nearly wanted, in the midst of the text, I was contemplating what text to use, but also I, was, I nearly titled the message, Consider Your Ways. I nearly titled it Evaluation, but I decided to make it more of an exclamation. Now is our time. Amen. Now, I want you to understand that the church at the moment is going through challenging moments because of the lack of takeovers. When I use the word takeover, I'm talking about people to take over what God is doing with those who are currently there. The Church of England data shows that 940 churches shut down between 1987 and 2019. Between, this two, between the year of 1987 to 1919, uh, we're looking at 32 years. We have 940 churches that shut down. In figures, this figure shows that uh, 423 were closed from 2010 to 2019. Within nine years, we have 423 shutting down. Not shutting down other places like the poppers, say, but they are shutting down the house of God, the God of our life, they are shutting down the house. Uh, which means that on the average, churches are not, in, 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 when you classify it carefully, you will see that most churches are dearly, even the new churches or any church that is beginning, on the average, you are, if you time the number of churches that have shut down, you can multiply by the number of people in the church, and you will see that we have a great number of people who will be out of church or, or forcing themselves on the other churches. Hundreds of churches of England, church, uh, in church of England churches could be closed, according to what they are saying, uh, could be closed or sold or demolished in the next five years, with plans to make it faster or easier to dispose them, charity and priests are saying, before it takes a longer time, before a church can shut down and the and the permit, the permit to receive before a church building can be used for other purposes have now been made easier. So therefore, closing the church is not as difficult as it used to be. It can be closed down like this. It can be changed from a church building to a pub or a club, which I've seen 
severally happening in our communities. A church docu uh, document says that as many as 368 churches has been um, um, earmarked for closure within the next two to five years. A rate of closure that could be up to eight times faster than before the pandemic. These are facts you have to understand. In 200 years, from 1800 to 2000, the year 2000, the world population increased more than six times, but the church population increased faster over the same period, nine times. For the period of 2000 to 2013, the figure is point above equate, above average annual growth rate has increased uh, 1.8% to 1.32. Watch out here. The corresponding growth uh, growth rate for each that is the church, the Christian faith, 1.18% increase. But when you go to the other faith, like the Islam, it's 1.84%, making it the religion with the highest growth rate over the period. It is obvious, even the casual observer of the world scene, that the English church, or the Church of England, uh, or the churches around in England or in Europe, uh, the aging problem is one of the challenging moments we have, which is saying that uh, most of the churches, it is the aging, it becoming more aging dominated. This is as much more acute one than the facing geographic uh, in Europe as well. This is because the number of young people in church is decreasing rapidly. Now, what's out here? There has been uh, there has been a forty three percent drop on those under twenty between the year two thousand and eighty to the year two thousand uh, to the year two thousand. So the percentage of the drop is forty three percent. The projection is saying that in two, between 2000 and 2020, it will increase from 43 to 45. Subsequently, the proportion of those at the older level, the older scale, those who are elderly ones, their proportion is increasing. And it is saying that one third of the churches between 2015, over 65 and over years, guys, are more in churches than the younger ones. They are saying in the year by 2025, the increase in terms of the older people, 65 and over, is going to increase from one third to what I classify as 42%. When you read the text carefully, one of the problems that we have is the succession. Who takes over, over what? And who is doing what when the other one is not there? The Bible said in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1 to twenty. Verse 1 to 2. The Bible said, The Lord spoke unto Joshua and said, Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Now, you don't understand what I just said. This was a man who could speak into the, into the Red Sea and the Red Sea will part into two. This was a man who would speak in front of Pharaoh and command things to happen and it happened. But this man is what? Is dead. God used Joshua mightily, so mightily, so much that the people in Egypt saw him. He said, I'm taking you to Egypt and I will represent you there as a God. The words of Moses carry power just as God's word. But upon all he did, 
Moses is there. Which means that whatever God is doing, the people he's using around us, there is a tendency that they will not always be there. But I had one who is over 80 would tell you, many years ago the churches were being filled with men and women, younger ones. Even this church had a youth club. They had a youth club. The whole church was moving forward. But now as time goes on, the people who were doing the things they were doing, that they couldn't do it anymore, many were not able to take over them. And therefore there was a lack of succession. I am looking at Moses doing the things of God and Joshua was following so tightly. But the Bible said that when Moses died, the problem is that they were not where God wanted them to be. So somebody must do all, must carry them over. Would you know how their life would have been without a Joshua to take over Moses? Most of our situations at the moment is just like that. This brings me to what is called the uh, sustainable development of the church. Sustainable development broadly defines as the development which meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of the future generation to meet their own needs. I will repeat one more time. Sustainable development is defined. As a kind of development which meets, it meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of the future generation to meet their own needs. Praise the Lord. I happened to visit a friend of mine who left something of his at the workplace. So I took the jacket and I took it to him because he has so many stuff in the jacket. When I visited this friend of mine... I went into, he said, come in, come in, I enter the house. When I enter the house, he said, sit down. When I, by the time I sat down, he, he, took, he got himself up and the wife also went to the kitchen. We saw that they were getting ready to do something, praise the Lord. So we said to them, myself and my wife, I said, well, no, don't worry, we are getting ready to go right now. By the time we said we are getting ready to do, we walked towards where they were. They were in the kitchen. What were they doing? They were warming and warming the kettle to get us some tea. And we said, no, we aren't taking tea. We want to go away straight away. You know, we, we have, so we've left the kids out. We want to get home. So by the time I realized, the lady said, really, you are going? Just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. By the time I realized, she's packed some rice and with some stew, put it in the bag and say, come on, take it away. You know, just, just have this for the road. You know what they were doing. I asked my wife, why would they even bother to give us food? And, you know, it's, it looked weird, you know. Do you know what my wife told me? He said, that is what they do. That is what we do in Africa. That, that is what we do. We do. I said, this woman is not affected by her location. I'm believing her younger children will be sitting there and say, Mommy, why are you giving this to the people? Why are you doing this? And you tell the daughter, this is what we do. She's trying to continue what was done. Her children would never experience that if she had not continued. The problem is that we have so many people who are not letting the baton go all. Go back. I'm getting ready. A few minutes here. Hallelujah. If I go to the Old Testament, there was one thing that was being done. The reason why the churches are sitting down a lot is what is in Numbers chapter 18, verse 21. Let's go to Numbers chapter 18, verse 21. The Bible says, Behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tithe in the house 
as an inheritance in return for the work which they perform. The work of the war, tabernacle meeting. Now the Bible said that in the Old Testament, God wanted to have a succession plan. And the succession plan he had was that he said, people must be in charge of my work. People must make room for my work. And now the Bible said that he said that the Levites are going to take care of the things of God. I want you to be with me here. Now in Joshua chapter 13 verse 14, the Bible said, But to the tribe of Levi, he gave no inheritance, since the food offering presented to the Lord and the God of Israel are their inheritance as he promised them. Now these are Levites who focus on the things of God. They make sure that the things of God are being preserved for the next generation. The Bible said that they were being given 10%. Come on, say 10%. Now they were being given 10%. One of the most predominant issues now the church is facing is about tithing and all those things. Don't worry, I'm not talking about it at the moment. But I want you to know that there was a succession plan. God had a plan. There were people who were designated, people who were told to take care, to preserve the things of God to move it forward. Now, these are spiritual people who are not doing ordinary things, but they are doing spiritual things to engage spiritual things into spiritual things. My Bible said that when this man or woman who has worked day and night, labor so hard, at the end of the day, they bring one-tenth of their giftings to the, to the Levites. Now, one who said that it's a waste of time, it's a waste of resources, why can't they also get up and do what they, they can do to also feed themselves? But the Bible said in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, verse 6, when they were going to cross the Jordan, anytime Israel was facing a, a very big trouble or storm in their life, they had to call upon the Levites. These were the Levites they paid one tenth to. Whatever they receive, they pay one-tenth. And also the Levite also pay one-tenth to make sure the work of God goes on. The Bible said that when they were supposed to cross the Jordan, they were supposed to receive the promised land. The Bible said that the priests, the Levite, were put in charge to make sure that there was a dimension of increase the Israelite cannot experience if the, if the Levite are not occupying in the places you occupy. My Bible said that the Levite carried the, the Ark of the Covenant, walked through the water. And the Bible said that when they got to the middle, they paused. And the old Israelite crossed. They were crossing the water on dry ground. Why? Because there were spiritual men who understood spiritual things. I'm going somewhere between 15 minutes. And my Bible said that they crossed the Red Sea. And the Bible said in the book of Joshua chapter 3 verse 17. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on, on dry ground. While all the Israelites passed until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry grounds. Most of you have not been able to encounter dry ground because you are not occupying in the place which you occupy. We have pastors going back to the mainstream jobs. We have pastors and leaders leaving the gospel down and going to follow their own things. Why? Because the church is refusing to occupy in the place of responsibility. 
I was talking to a friend of mine who happened to be an accountant who is auditing most of the churches in uh, most of the mocks in, in, in London there about. He said that there is a system, there is a system, there is a system of succession. They make sure that when you check the Muslim world, you will notice that you don't just say anything anyhow to anybody. Why? Because they respect the system. The church have no respect, no regard for anybody at all. We also claim we can hear the voice of God. We walk in our flesh mindedness and we lose potency of spiritual things and we talk as if we know what we are talking but we speak so much about things in ignorance and we so, we speak so boldly as if we know anything about it but I pray today in the name of Jesus that the grace of God will come upon us as a church and we will rise up to the place where we will lead the next generation and the next generation will also lead the next generation there is a promised land God has given to us and our Mandate to prepare the grounds uh, and also prepare it and hand it over to our next generation will open the doors of possibilities in our life. Can I hear somebody shout amen? Our younger ones have no ideas uh, that back in those days when I used to be 15, uh, when I used to be 12 years, uh, I was being admonished to learn how to play the instrument. Uh, young ones hearing the sound of my voice, uh, learning how to play instrument when you are young, didn't start in your generation. Uh, we were told to learn how to play the instrument. Uh, and those of us who took it serious uh, are enjoying the pleasure today. And those who did not take it serious, they can't enjoy it. Uh, but I came to tell you, young people, people and older people in this house it is now your time to do what we couldn't do much more because we didn't understand it but we are here to tell you if the church will move forward we need younger ones like you who will begin to take the things of God serious will come to the Sunday schools not because we can't sleep but because we want to keep the ferventness and the power and the strength of the Sunday school to the next generation our next generation will be in trouble if you young don't carry the things we are teaching you. If you let it go, the next generation will have nothing to hold on. Oh, we are living in a world where nobody wants to be accountable. When it comes to the New Testament, the Bible said in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 14, it said, I've put some in charge. It said, they are pastors, they are prophets, they are evangelists. They are there to equip the same for the work of the ministry. He said the reason why in the verse number, three, number 13 of Ephesians chapter 4. He said until we all reach unity in the faith. In the knowledge of the son of God. And become mature. Attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He said then we will no longer be infant. Tossed back forth by the waves. Precious one. We will no longer be blown here and there by every wind of teaching. And by the cunning craftiness of people in their deceitful scheme. Praise the Lord. The Old Testament had a system. The New Testament in Acts chapter 4 verse 32 to 35. That was when the Bible said that the church, the church, the believers sold their property and gave it to the church to make sure that the next generation will enjoy what they couldn't enjoy. The Bible said that occasionally they sold their property. Oh my God, you have no idea. I am, I am looking at what the next generation will look like. If we don't rise up, the churches are shutting down. Recently, you may hear of a church, a very vibrant church who used to be around. Over 400 people, the church just shut like this. It shut like what? 
It shut as if nobody cares. I want to plead with everyone under the sound of my voice. What is so painful is to have a big God working big things in the heart of people and they don't regard the God of their life. Precious one, it is now our time. Tell your neighbor, it is now our time. The Bible said that in Israel, in Exodus chapter 1 verse 62, I am not preaching, I am just here to admonish somebody that if you so claim God has been on your side, it is about time you let somebody know how great our God is by the things we do around and by the sayings we say around us. I was sitting down last time and I said, I have to change the way I treat my people when they come, I treat my children when they come to church. I will no more give my children, I had to give them money to bring to for offering anyway. But what I'm going to do nowadays, I'm not going to give them two pounds and three pounds and four pounds to put into the offering bowl because what I'm teaching them is that I'm telling them this is a small God. I'm going to give them 20 pounds. I'm going to give them 10 pounds for them to wonder why I give them such a big money to put into the offering bowl. And when they ask me, I will say, it is the doing of the Lord that has brought me this hour. So that when they grow and they are doing it, they will know that it was a God who made it happen in their life. We have taught our children to go to Sunday school, giving them 50, 50 pence. And every now and then when they look at God, they think about small things. The Bible said in Esther chapter 6 verse 8. The Bible said that Joshua, the Bible said Joseph died and all his brothers and all the generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful. Come on, be with me here. But the children of Israel were fruitful. And increased abundantly, multiplied, and grew exceedingly mighty. And the land was filled with them. Did you hear the story there? Did you hear what I read? Now, because of what Joseph did, because of what Joseph did, the Bible said the children of Israel were fruitful because of what Joseph did. Increased abundantly. Because of what Joseph did. Multiplied and grew exceedingly mighty. Because of what Joseph did. And the land was filled with war. With them. Because of what Joseph did. Because of war. What Joseph did. Now the Bible said that they enjoyed the pleasure of what Joseph did. That they refused to do. And copy what Joseph did. That there now there arose a new king over Egypt. Who did not know Joseph. So you mean to tell me that guys, you enjoy what Joseph did so much that you refuse to continue with what he did. That a time has come in our generation where nobody knows Joseph. Oh, you don't understand this. Oh, you don't understand this. There was a man in Nigeria called Baba, Baba Lola. Is it the right pronunciation? Baba Lola will pray so much and seek the face of God so much that he will, when he's living, people will, will say, why, why is he going? He will lay hands upon a, 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 a stream of water and say that whatever problem you have, when you touch and drink this water, or you, you have contact with this water, your whole situation will solve. That by the time he travels and comes back, the whole water was dried. The problem of the church 
is that the church is not taking care of what belongs to them. Um, I don't have time. I didn't come to preach. I am coming to admonish. In A guys, chapter 1, verse 1 to 10, I want you to listen carefully. In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shittai, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of uh, Zuzak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty say. Listen to me, somebody. This is what we have become. These people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. It is a time for you yourself to be living in your own panel houses. Whilst this house remains rooms. Now this is what the Lord, the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. He said, you put on clothes, but you are, warm. You are not warm. He said, you earn wages, only to put them in the pairs with holes in them. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into onto the mountains and break down timbers. This is what we have to do with our time. Break down timbers and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. It said, you expect much, but see, it turns out to be little. But you brought home I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty. Because of my house, which remains room, whilst each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because of you, the harvest have withheld their due. Because of you, the heavens have withheld their due. And the earth crop, an eight-head crop. Praise the Lord. Let me read the verse number to ten again. It said, "Therefore, because you have, because of you, the heavens has withheld their dew, and the head is crop." I want to beg of somebody at the sound of my voice. I've been troubled the whole night. I was, I was praying. One of the things the Lord told me: "I am not here to preach. I am here to admonish us. There is urgency." God is blessing his people, number one. Listen to me carefully. The kind of blessing he's given to us is not just financial wealth, as one would tell it. But God is blessing us with so many things. When I look around me, and I look to my left and right, it said, count your blessing. Name them one by one. You have no idea the number of people who are walking around looking for a child, and they don't have a child. 
You have no idea of the number of people who give birth to their children. All regard, all respect to all those people. I sympathize and empathize with them. There are people who have given birth to children with a high level of deformity. I told you about my cousin who was born and ever since he got to a particular age, the mother could not work because of the illness that came upon his life. The Lord has blessed us with so much, precious one. I want you to come to your mind. In the Old Testament, they did it. In the New Testament, they did it. It's about time we build what God have used to build us. Hallelujah. I was talking to a wonderful woman there about a wonderful lady there. She was telling me she traveled to Jerusalem. She travels to elsewhere. Why? She wants to have an encounter with the things that made us who we are today. I said, I'm going to follow time. I'll finish. The Bible said in Romans chapter 12. He said, I want to beg everybody under the sound of my, my voice, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say unto every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not do, let's say, these members do not all have the same function. I'm talking to you. I'm just reading. So in Christ we ought to Though many many members form one body, and each member belongs to all the others, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesied, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. It is if it is seven, then say. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then. Give encouragement. If it is to give, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Amen. I want to beg of you, as we contribute ourselves, as we delegate ourselves to do the things God has given to us, with all strength that he has given to us in every aspect of our life, whatever he has commissioned us to do, when we do it, it shows a sign that we, are, we reverend the one who has given it to us and we are accountable to him. We are demonstrating our discipline when we consistently follow what he has given to us. We are showing our honesty to the things God has called us to. And I want to beg of you, when we do that, we are showing diligence to the things he has called us to do. When we do this, we are showing our faithfulness to the God who has called us. We are doing this to show our trustworthiness in the God who has called us. I want to beg somebody under the sound of my voice. The year 2022 is our year of show our love. What have you done to show your love for the things you have done for you? Stand on your feet, somebody. I don't want you to be the one who have left the house of the Lord. I wrote precious one. He gave talent. What has been given to you? What are you doing to build? What has been given to us? I want you to pray for yourself shortly. In the next two minutes, I'll be done. 
I don't want to die and go. I want you to appear to me and say, Thou good and faithful servant. The children that God has given to you, He has given to you for you to train them in the fear of the Lord. Don't allow them to go astray. In the name of Jesus. As I end this service today, I want you to go home and listen to the podcast if you have to. Because God has counted on us. Now is our time. Now is our time. How long will I give you chances? In the realms of the spirit, I hear somebody who was saying, give me this chance. And the Lord give you this chance. And you keep on abusing it. And you keep on abusing it. And you keep on abusing it. If, I, if you do this for me this year, I will do this. I will commit. I will do this. And every now and then, and one excuse from one excuse unto the other. When will you take responsibility for what the master has given to you? And use it for the fetters of his gospel. Father, I pray today for everyone under the sound of my voice as you told me. I am not here to preach, but I'm here to admonish. I'm here to speak into the heart of your people, to tell them, now is our time. I thank you, Lord. But everyone under the sound of my voice will rise up and will understand that the church, if we do nothing about the church, the church will die. But I believe, O God, you said you will build your church and the gate of hell will not prevail against it. Every dimension of the gate of hell prevailing against the church, may it not prevail through us in the name of Jesus. Amen. May we rise up to confront that which we need to confront. Amen. If we need to fast, as we learn about fasting, may we begin to engage in the things that will make us weak. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to share the grace with me.